scary girl. Hey, everybody. Hi, everyone. I'm Stephanie. I'm Sarah. And I'm Christina. (laughs) (laughs) Get real cocky over there, Christina. And this is episode 74 of Dead Time Stories. Guest Guest Toberfest. Get wet. Yeah, blood farts. <laughs> it's one of my favorite ones that I was going back Jesus. and re-listening. So, <laughs> so it is our favorite time of year. It's Guesttoberfest during the month of October. We like to have guests on. This is our second annual Guesttoberfest. Second annual. Ooh. That makes it sound so fancy. I know it's super official. So fancy. So yeah, we're really really excited to have one of our favorite guests back on the show. Aww. Christina Dorset is here. Yay. Thanks, you guys. Thanks. Coming for that number one, one spot. spot. Always. Um, Every day. Do you day. remember the numbers of the episodes that you were in? Um, I believe that I was in 48, coming for that number one spot, part two. two. And then the other one I was in was in the 50s. Somewhere, yeah. But I so know. It's her, it's her third don't. time on the show. We're very excited to have her back. Christina <laughs> hasn't been on the show since she moved up here. Last time you were on the show, you were jerking it on some crystals to try That's and get true. this job. <laughs> right. And it worked. <laughs> it did. It completely worked. Honestly, you guys, I think what we realize is this podcast makes dreams come true. Basically. Like it's really That's making dreams come true. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And now that I've sacrificed enough to the Dead Time Stories gods, I'm, I'm getting... My, you know, her come up my payment. Yeah, she exactly. did get her come up, up in to get oh, that she job. Came up <laughs> in she, she came upon it. Hey, I did what I had to do. Look, I mean, no, no judgments. It worked. Hey, right? It did. It sure did. <laughs> so, uh, if you're not sure what we're talking about, Christina talks about sigils and sex magic. And mm-hmm. masturbating mm-hmm. Uh, and putting that energy towards making her will be done. <laughs> and her will done got did. It done it got did. did. <laughs> so Christina is now not a resident of Philadelphia, but Chester, which is uh, just outside of, of Philadelphia. She is a right. Pennsylvania resident now. I know. Like, mm-hmm. my exit is number eight and your exit is number 13. Mm-hmm. And this is the closest that we have ever lived to each since other. Since we lived together Since we lived in together college. in 2008. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Over a decade ago. So yeah. Since we've lived to each other. And already, like, we've we've hung out more than we've ever hung out. It's crazy. It's been a re- long it's time. It's really exciting to just be able to see each other for, like, hey, like, do you want to just come over? Hey, yeah. Like, yeah. Um, yeah. Like, do you want to go to lunch? Where, like, I, yeah. you know, work break. Like, right. We're that close. Like, it's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's pretty bomb. It's pretty bomb. And I have my dream job. So, I mean, that just makes it even better. So, yeah, it's pretty so, good. Yeah. So yeah. we are excited to have Christina on yet again as part of Guesttoberfest. Mm-hmm. And she's got her notes ready. It looks like she's good to go. Do we need to make any announcements? No. My show's over. Your show's yeah. over. I'm, I'm slipping still... into post-show depression oh, hard. So I'm still in Tear Behind the Walls until the 9th of November. Mm-hmm. But on October 20th. No, October 19th, I have Wig in a Box, which is like a Hedwig musical mm-hmm. tribute. On October 25th and 26th, I have the Rocky Horror Drag Queen Show at Punchline Philly. Those tickets can be found at dragtickets.com. Mm-hmm. And then on October 31st, I'll be at Gay Bill, 
uh, at Tavern on Kamak, starring the lovely Cleopatra. That's going to be like a Halloween spooktacular. It's going to be a whole bunch of horror musical songs. So we're doing stuff from like Rocky Horror. There's stuff from Little Shop. There's stuff from Sweeney Todd. Um, That's going to be a whole awesome thing. And yeah, and then I'm at the speakeasy at Terror Behind the Walls. I'm also still at this point currently in Songbird. <laughs> oh, yeah. This week. Uh, so, the well, by the time this comes out, the week that will have just passed will be week four, and it's drag week. Um, so I'll be, or I did sing, Sweet Transvestite from that. Rocky Horror. So we'll yeah. see what happens there. Um, you'll know if I'm still in it, I guess, at some right. point. Hey. But uh, week three I, was Cash Week. It was yeah. rough. I will say, though, to get a little sappy, to get a little on the sappy side, um, when you asked me to accompany you, because I, I did play key, keyboards for, for my Kesha Week Kesha performance week last, yeah, last week. When you first asked, I was like, no, I can't do that. Like, I'm not good enough to do that. And then I started, like, learning the song, and I saw that it was pretty easy. I mean, it's the same four chords over and over, and that I could actually, like, physically do it. But I really, truly did not believe in myself enough until we practiced it together. And that was great. you really gave me, like, a ton of confidence. It was so nice of you, like to put up with me being a little insecure and stuff when you're the one who was actually performing it. But and then like, I'm the one that ruined no, it. No, 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 no. I'm not I forgot going all my words. It was oh. really bad. What song was it? It was Die Young. Yeah, by Kesha. By Kesha. And it was um, this really nice instrumental version. And we had a really found. great thing going on. But yeah, no, I forgot the all the words. And it was fucked up. And the words were I was in the bottom. But then you lip sync a sassy. But then, yeah, the, uh, the producer called me a lip sync assassin because it got down I was in the bottom with another girl and mm-hmm. yeah. I like sent you her, took her out. the fuck home you, yeah have took you seen her, her perform Dickhead by Kate, by Kate Nash? Nash only videos oh yeah, my that's god that's song I did and yeah, she and it was, brings it I yeah it was it was great but yeah. yeah I sent somebody home which did not feel good let no. me tell you but you're still I know it. they talk about that on Drag Race like it doesn't feel good to send somebody home Girl, it felt really bad to send somebody home. Like, I was grateful to, like, to stick around for another week. But to know that, like, I sent another person home did yeah. not feel good yeah. at all. That felt, like, way worse than the fact that I was in the bottom. Yeah. And I was Oof. like, that is tough. Oof. That is fucking tough. Um, so but Songbird every Wednesday. Sorry about uh, – I didn't mean to go into that, but I just want to Christina was really, great. Really, she was, was my company cool. man. She did a great job. I fucked up, too. I fucked up, too. <laughs> well – I fucked up too. I fucked up real bad. We all fucked up. Everybody fucked up. <laughs> but it was all right. And now we're here and yeah. I'm in week four. <laughs> uh, and week four is going to be drag week. So, and she's well, slide. that will already have passed. Week five next week will be no ballads week. And hopefully I'm still in it because at this point we're recording before I go mm-hmm. to Songbird this week. Yeah. All righty. Christina, Sarah, Stephanie. Y'all, y'all ready to talk about some ghosts? Christina, what are you talking about this week? So, before we get started, I just want to say that all of the events we're going to be talking about today happened between 1811 and 1880. So, just to give you some context, that was a full hundred years 
before Hitler and the Nazis. That's a hundred years before L. Ron Hubbard and Scientology. And that is a hundred years before Charlie Manson and the free love movement of the 1960s. But it wasn't a hundred years before the lizard people. That's absolutely no, they've true. Been they've been here. It was about 500 years after the lizard people. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. gotcha. So maybe it was the lizard people. It might have been lizard. Are we talking about lizard people Ooh, again? We're about to find out. Not lizard quite. Shelby. Not quite. <laughs> Felby? I love is a lizard person and also a lizard Shelby. person that came back from the elevator game. <laughs> and her eyes. Oh, that'll be a throwback to a future episode. Enjoy it. Get ready for it. We call this uh, foreshadowing. <laughs> Take a listen. <laughs> Okay, so um, the only contemporary that the guy that we're talking about today has is Joseph Smith of Mormonism, right? But while Joseph Smith was finding golden tablets buried outside in the woods... He was. Who doesn't find golden tablets? Especially when God tells you where they are. God said, I left these tablets in your backyard. Can you go dig them up for me? please. Well, this guy was performing human genetic experiments and fighting for women's rights. Weird mix, but okay. Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, it's a cult. So. Was he fighting for humans' right to be genetically tested on? I don't think <laughs> they were really that far because, like I said, 1811. <laughs> so um, the guy that we're going to talk about today is a fellow named John Humphrey Noyes. And that is Noyes spelled noise. N-O-Y-E-S. Bring the noise! Noyes! <laughs> Yeah, and so, like, I'm going to post my journal page of notes. Uh, I guess I'm going to post it Thursday <laughs> so that you can see what I'm reading from. But it's full of dad jokes and puns with the word noise. So um, <laughs> look Buckle out for up. that. Get Buckle up. ready to get wet. <laughs> right. That's- get wet. <laughs> so that's going to be at Kstina 5 on that's Instagram. That's my Insta. Self-promoting. What, what? All right, so... John Humphrey Noyes was one of those people who happened to be the perfect combination of his mother and his father. Like physically or personality-wise or both? Personality-wise, for sure. Physically? No, I don't really know. This was way back. So um, John Sr., his dad, was born with severe social anxiety disorder. And it was actually so prevalent in his family that it was known as the Atkinson disease because they were born in a town called Atkinson. I was going to say, was that like their... That was their hometown. They did eat bread. And it made them very socially anxious. Anxious, yeah. They had a heart attack and fell down the stairs. Exactly. So um, a little bit of mental illness sprinkled on top there and uh, he actually overcome it he overcame it by becoming really well educated and then he found success as a businessman in vermont and that was when he met polly john humphrey's polly 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 Polly. i'm polly (laughs) i of course had to lean over to val and i was like are you guys polly (laughs) i'm polly Okay. Uh, that, was so, that was for my. That was for Mary Jar. That's insane. That's what I assume. Insane. <laughs> insane. So, um, so from his dad, social anxiety disorder. Great luck in business. Okay. His mom was a manic depressive and religious fanatic. Oh, Those that's a hand great hand. combo. Yeah. Right. It's gonna be good, guys. Oh, it's I'm gonna right. be real I'm good. Getting, I'm getting wet. <laughs> so, <laughs> someone put a towel under her. She's sitting on the couch. <laughs> Just. Just sploosh everywhere. Um, oh, Eric's going to be so Noise. pissed. So anyway. Um, <laughs> I think Stephanie's the one who's pissed. <laughs> ah, ah! 
So one of Polly's first documented episodes of manic depression, uh, she became obsessed with the idea that she was going to die and abandon her daughters. This was before John Humphrey was born. And so she went into a severe depression. And of course, as an evangelical Christian, the way that she got out of it was by praying the to Lord God. Jesus right. pulled her came. from the ashes. So Jesus took the wheel. Jesus, for, he, he was like, girl, I'll take the wheel. Were there cars or the reins, I guess. I mean, yeah, but wheels existed. Well, wheels, that's true, but you didn't use wheels them. Wheels existed. <laughs> Maybe steer. not a full engine, but like she took... She was like, Jesus, take the reins. Yes. Because yes. it was a horse-drawn carriage. Absolutely. So um, she wasn't allowed to drive it because she was a woman. woman. Right. <laughs> That's why she needed Jesus to take the reins. Jesus, take the reins. Jesus, take the reins. <laughs> take them from my hands. They Sorry. won't let me drive. Because I'm a woman. <laughs> I'm letting go. All right, go ahead. <laughs> okay, okay, all right, all right. So uh, after this severe episode of depression, she had a holy experience where God told her that she was meant for more. That doesn't sound like a, you know, psychotic break due to mania at all. So after she had this psychotic Sounds like he break, finally got back to her. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, oh my God, he answered me. Right? Well, I mean, she's I like, God know. told her she was meant for something. I can't even get a text back. <laughs> Girl, who are you kidding? So after all that, God she has left me on red. <laughs> Girl. Girl. Oh no. I'm too loud. I'm oh too loud. no. I'm so excited. It's okay. So, um, so yeah. So uh, after that, she felt better and she realized that she was pregnant with John Humphrey. I was like, she felt better because she got fucked. She got the D. Well, I mean, the D was good that night because she got pregnant. It was, was a D with a capital D. Oh, I missed that part of the conversation earlier. Oh yeah, that's true. Well, I mean, I've heard you guys talk about getting each other pregnant. Before. Well, no, about your mom. Oh, Where yeah. She was just like, my mom, because Christina is like, I have a little bit of premonitions. And she said that her mom, that's how she knew she was pregnant. She just knew. Mm-hmm. It was like, she just knew she was pregnant. And that's because of Christina. And I was like, I was, she was like, mom, did that ever happen to you before? And she's like, no, but it's happened to me since. And she was, I was like, she just, the D was just so good the night before. She was like, I know I am pregnant. I know. And then I was like, please stop. Like, that's my, my parents. parents. That dick gave me a baby and I can feel, I can feel it. it. Ew. But that's what happened to Polly, right? That is. That is exactly what happened to Polly. <laughs> she was so, like, I saw Jesus. And my mom, I it. I out of all of our it. parents, I think my mom is probably the closest to being like the most evangelical No, Christian. that would probably be Sarah's mom. Oh, yeah? Yes. Okay. Right. Oh, yeah. Our moms can battle it out. Um, but she's a weird liberal Christian, so who knows? Yeah, yeah so then no, no. My mom is so then no. Your mom would, no, your would, mom would win? Mom. Okay. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. So, yeah, I call this part Bring in the Noise. <laughs> I said I wasn't going to read them because they're so bad, but they're so good. No, I love them. Please um, read all of them. <laughs> So um, even though uh, Polly was actually, she was very close with her son. And in 1811, that was really rare, like for mothers and sons to have a close relationship. No, she was like, it was said that she was unnaturally close with him. didn't have mama's boys back then. No, no, not at all. But she still raised him with strict Calvinist teachings. So let's get into Calvinism. Calvinism is a flavor of Christianity. 
Um, it's currently practiced by Presbyterians. There are people walking around today who fully believe this. And it is the idea that your soul is predestined before you're born to either go to heaven or hell. Oh, it takes out free will altogether. Right. And so with that, no consideration is given to who you're going to be while you're a person on earth. And the only way you know if you're meant to heaven is that you A, receive the message, and B, decide to follow it. And if you have trouble with either of those things, maybe you weren't meant to go to heaven in the first place. All right. Sure. So, right. So John Humphrey was raised this way, and he was also raised with the idea of original sin, which I was also raised with the idea of original sin. I'm sure you were, too, where you're born bad and all of your human urges are bad. And you have to constantly quell those urges to, like, steal because you're hungry or cry or make a scene or, like, you know want to get your fuck on right all of that sort of stuff so if those things are the things that are inside of you that you have to fight to be a good christian yeah like how i got told i couldn't wear tights and a sweatshirt to church because it might make one of the boys in the church look at me and have sinful thoughts and that's my your fault and they're also not allowed to have those thoughts. Ain't religion fun? So, um, so this is yeah, what... I didn't grow up with any of that garbage. Yeah, I know, right? It kind of fucks with your self-esteem a little bit. Well, that to be told that you're bad and be criticized constantly for the way that you're behaving so that you can be a better person. But uh, the next part, John Humphrey Noyes takes all of this to heart and decides to go to seminary. Um, and so he goes to Yale, and this part is called Yale Time. Um, so, so he brought the noise to Yale. He did. He absolutely did. Um, there were noise complaints. At oh! I, was like, I was like, there's a pun in there somewhere. Oh, I, I love it. I, I know. love it. I, I'm full of dad jokes. So um, the first thing that he did actually in 1832 was begin an anti-slavery society. That's cool. Okay, that part. It was good. one of the first ever in the United States, and it was 30 years before the Civil War even started. So cool. That's really cool. So off to a good start. Off to a good start. He also ditched Calvinism. I am so skeptical. Okay, John. Yeah, right. I'm like, we're starting off good, but we're about to hit a not all men yep. situation. So soon. you go ahead. Oh, just wait. <laughs> Strap in. So um, yeah, he seems a little too much like a nice guy. He he does. Call he, me Henry Iggins because I am just you waiting over here. So <laughs> you can fucking walk right out that door. <laughs> so he also ditched Calvinism. He was like, "Fuck that shit." What I want and what he was exposed to was something called Christian perfectionism. And so that in, sounds better. Right. In one form, it's that human beings can do something. And usually it's through like confession and repentance Church. and all that sort of stuff to become without sin. Sure. But John Humphrey liked to take things that extra sort of step. And so he decided that he had surrendered his will to the Lord and therefore was without sin. And any thoughts or ideas or feelings that he had were actually coming from God. So he would be perpetually without sin and always right because his will was the Lord's will. That's the way I need to live my life. God told me to have this fourth drink. (laughs) Oh, it goes. It keeps going. God told me. Mm Mm-hmm. God said it was, oh, look, we're cool. Jesus told me not to back. judge. So 
That's our that's our motto. Um, so uh, he was immediately fucking kicked out of Yale. Like they were like, "See ya, Get your crazy sin and ass." Later, like you're not perfect. You're not without sin. Later's, and so he. They also revoked his license to preach, which. So now he's a rogue preacher. He is. He is. And his he's quote. One of those street preachers. <laughs> with the fanny pack speaker. Yes. Yep. Yeah. But he had a little sass to him. He got some sass mouth. And so his response to that. His response to that was, I took away their license to sin and they go on sinning. They have taken my license to preach, but I shall go on preaching. Mm-hmm. Okay, buddy. That sounds like like Gail. That sounds like my mom right there. That sounds (laughs) absolutely like your mother. That does. So this next part is called noise control. John Humphrey Noise gets married and married and married and married and married and married. Um, he returned all at the same time. I'm assuming this is polygamous, not divorce. And Absolutely, it was okay. It was yeah. all polygamy because God told him we're to getting have there. Multiple you gotta wives. marry that oh, girl. But there's a- you gotta marry that girl. Mm-hmm. You gotta marry this one mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because God has a plan, and mm-hmm. she's about to clear it up for us. Okay, so he returned to Vermont where his family was with all his wives. No, he was still single at this point. He, okay. he met them in Vermont. Yeah, and he continued preaching and began the Putney Bible School. And a couple of years later, he got married to Harriet Holton. And so one of the main principles of what he was preaching, other than him being perfect and his will being the will of the Lord, was that Jesus had already come back. Jesus came back in 70 AD. Y'all missed it. Y'all missed this shit. And since Jesus had already come back and his will was the will of the Lord, then they could have heaven on earth. And you know what angels like to do when they're in heaven? Fuck! They like to fuck! Yeah! So, Get they wet. bring the noise in the bedroom. Those angels are getting wet. wet. Mm-hmm. Blood and farts. so, <laughs> this came gradually. Crazy. Oh, my God. Gross. I bet they came gradually. They came gradually. They just all come at the same time. <laughs> no, no. Just wait for that. Just wait for that. So, this, this started gradually. First, he married his wife, Harriet. And out of so she was the bottom bitch. She was. She well, no, she was the top bitch. She was number one. No, but that's, that's what know, bottom and bitch means. That's what means. I would think. Oh, too, that what bottom, bottom, bottom bitch means. Yes, that's what bottom bitch means. You think like bottom, but no, bottom bitch is like that's your number Foundation one. That's your that number you one. On. Right. Yes. Okay. Yeah, she was that's the bottom, bottom bitch, bitch for yes. sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she got pregnant five times and had. Four stillbirths. It was it was excruciatingly painful. So did he did he murder her? Because obviously she was broken. No, No, he he loved her. He loved her, and so he decided because he was well educated. No, God told him. And God told him exactly that the genitals. Which I don't know why I keep. Anyway, it's not a visual. It's not a visual podcast, but I definitely like like, flat palm genitals. Yeah, your genitals were made for pleasurable sex, which he called intercourse, which I think is unfortunate. So your genitals were made for intercourse, but uh, but your gonads, like your reproductive organs, were made for reproductive sex. So if you're not having reproductive sex, if you're only having pleasurable sex, then it's not sinning. You can have it with whoever you want to. 
I and, thought it would go the other way right, around. You would think that. No. And so he started to practice extreme male continence. So male continence is like the pullout method. But instead he of just doesn't come. pulling out and ejaculating, he does not come. That sounds so, so like painful. Just edging forever. Forever ever. and ever. But he's on the edge of glory always. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on the edge. He okay. built a summer cottage there. Oh my God, yeah. He and he lived there year round. round. He did. He did. So um, My vagina hurts thinking about <laughs> building up and then not releasing no. for forever. No. All of the sex became about the women's pleasure. And he started sharing this word with his followers and with the consent of the men and the women. They would never do it without the consent of both parties. Everyone started this complex marriage. And so complex marriage is the idea that every single person is married to every single other person. And this was the origin of the phrase free love. This was the orgy of the phrase it was. free love. It was. And it was a Because hun- they were all just married to each other. They were all married to each other. And all of the sex became about the woman's pleasure. When did we lose this trend in between 1880 and 2019? I mean, it gets Yeah, I was like, let's let's this wait. This is and the see beginning of the of the story. Oh. This is the beginning you're of right. the You're right. It's starting out real good. Right, right. It story. starts out really good and you're like, it's getting good. It's getting all oh, there. You like, go. I will good. stay I will say unequivocally, out of all of the cults I've ever heard of, this is the one I would join. <laughs> I'm serious. Even knowing I mean, the good and the bad, like, this is the one, this is the one I would join. I don't know the bad, but right now, I'm like, I'm listening. Right? Um, I will keep listening to your pitch about your cult. starts. Well, and he like, also... Right, I got so a free far, trip so to good. Branson, Missouri. I just got to listen to your pitch. Right, I'll listen right. to your pitch. <laughs> Right now, I might sign up to buy that condo. Right, exactly. I just got to listen to your spiel about your timeshare, and I get a free lunch, Mm -hmm, so. mm -hmm. And so, unfortunately, he got arrested for adultery pretty soon, like about five years in. Sounds like he wasn't hiding it. I mean, this was like 1830, so like, no, he wasn't hiding it, and yes, that was a sin, and like, against the law. So, he fled with his congregants to Oneida, New York, and thus began the Oneida community. And if Oneida sounds familiar, and it's not from an Indian tribe, it's because they began the silverware company that is the oldest silverware company in the world, Oneida United Silverware. We're, uh, okay. I'm just like, it yeah, doesn't I've seen sound forks with Oneida. Oneida, on it. yeah, yeah. 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 So, um, so it's just a brand of silverware, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, I've seen it, but I've never thought anything of it. So the people mm-hmm. who are fucking each other were like, we also got to make money, exactly. Might as well make some silverware. Well, we got to quit all this forking, and we got to get to uh, making some forks. You could say they spooned after they forked. <laughs> so, um. So yeah, he fled to the Oneida community. Um, This is the part that I started naming after Will Smith songs because I'm in Philly now. So the first part was, uh, I know, right? So wait, no, what was it called? What was it called? Noise complaints. We did that one. Oh, this one's the Wild Wild Northwest. 
But no, the Wild Wild Northeast. I'm sorry, it's New York. The Wild Wild, wild, wild Northeast. Wild Jim West Desperado. Okay, so 80 members grew to over 300. All fucking each other? Yes. You and gotta have like had, a spreadsheet. You gotta start they blocking did. off conference rooms. They did. They kept track of who was having sex with whom and how often. They did. They kept detailed records. That's one hell of a Google Doc. Because it's cults. Get that job. Man, like it's cults. It, it, we'll get into that. So. I'm uh, the admin for a sex cult. No, mm-hmm. I really just handle all of the scheduling. Yeah, <laughs> you do the scheduling. <laughs> You're the logistics manager. The You're the logistics manager of the sex cult. Um, I think it sticky. pays well. It sounds sticky. Not for you. You're just doing the scheduling. You're just doing the books. I'm sure you get on it like every now and then. You put yourself on the schedule. I bet you don't have to though. <laughs> Maybe. You put yourself on the schedule. You put yourself on the schedule. So um, all of the people were considered equal. Women were allowed to wear pants. Um, this was oh, 30 shit. years before, uh, was it 30 years before women? 60 years. No, wait. Fuck. I had all of the numbers. A long time. Yeah. It was a long fucking time before women, women even had the right to vote. vote. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. Oh, they yeah. Could wear pants. So they could wear pants. They had equal jobs to the men. Hey, I wear pants um, more often than I vote. Not because I don't vote. No, it's but because you only vote like once every year or two. But you could wear pants in I can day. wear pants any fucking day But you know day what I, I do? I wear pants when I go vote. No, like Ooh. Go vote. Yeah. Just to give an extra middle finger. To, that's so Philly. To the man. Yeah. That's very Philly. And Texas, actually. I like it. Um, so, yeah. So, uh, all of the people were considered equal. Men and women shared the same jobs. They were on a rotating schedule. So, that's more stuff for you to do logistically. I got it. Um, I got you it. Got I'm it. On I got it. this covered. And so, like, if they didn't like their chore, if they didn't like the thing that they were doing that week, it's fine because they're doing something else the next week. Or someone else. I was going to say, did you ever get paired to fuck where you're like, oh, Fuck, I'm fucking Jimmy again? Then? Yeah. I'm not interested. I was really hoping to get Trevor this week. Well, this is the part that I call getting culty with it. <laughs> like getting jiggy. Yeah, yeah sure. Yeah. I mean, it's a stretch, but I mean. That one was, yeah, it was, it was that a little bit of a stretch. One. Getting culty with it. No, 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 no. No? Okay. You. All right. Well, hey, I tried. Um, <laughs> so here are some of the things that go into a bad direction. Number one was the idea of selfish love. And so if people were getting too close and too intimate to each other, this is why he kept track of who was fucking who. Oh, you weren't allowed to get attached. You weren't allowed to get attached. And that's really smart for a cult leader because if you start getting like relationships to people inside the cult, then you're not really dedicated to the leader as much yeah. as you would be. So he kind of nipped that shit in the bud. In um, the rose and he bud. called, <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> and so he called that uh, selfish love. Shit. <clears throat> yeah, so they, they called that selfish love, and that wasn't allowed. And it even wasn't allowed between parents and children. Um, when children were born, Why they were Why are parents allowed... and children fucking? Well, uh-huh. I don't think that's where that was that's going. That's not where that's going, but I'm glad that's where your head went, I guess. Let's move on. We were talking Continue. about nothing but sex. Well, no. Well, you were talking about, yeah. So, okay, like, so, the, okay, all, all right. They were fucking too much. They were. Was like, well, I mean, kids. there is child sex. We're going there. We're going there. It it's always happening. goes there. Oh, it yeah. will be there. Oh, yeah. That will happen. Um, but not at this moment. So after babies were born, they were allowed to be with their mothers for about 15 months. And then after that, they were put in the children's house, and they were raised by the whole community. And if you as a parent were getting too close to your child after that time, you were forbidden 
to interact with them anymore. Oh my God. But the way that he punished people for this is probably the most fucked up thing about this cult. Um, and it was through a process called mutual criticism. And so this was something, like I said, there were lots of committees, but there were also large group meetings of the whole community. And during these meetings, they would have sessions of mutual criticism and you would volunteer for this. You would sit in front of a circle of people and each one would go one by one claiming your faults and where you've fallen short. So if you're experiencing selfish love, it gets brought up. If you accidentally ejaculated into a woman, it gets brought up. You get shamed for it immediately. Oh, they all have to practice continents or whatever all of them all of them they can't they can't fully nobody's allowed to come nobody no except for the women right okay so no dudes are allowed to come not yet we're getting there human genetic experiments i was like it sounds like it just sounds so painful okay just hold off yeah i don't know if they like never come or if they would like have to go home five minutes later or i don't know i don't know i didn't i mean i i couldn't find any evidence on that one way or another Mm. But uh, but yeah, so um, so yeah, you would go through the session of of mutual criticism, and then at the end, John Humphrey himself would sum everything up and then say, "But I know that you're a good person, and I know I see that you're trying to change, and I just want to know what punishment you think you deserve." <laughs> and so he never doled out these punishments. Go pick your own switch, right? But And then also hit yourself with it. Yeah, yeah, but he forced these people to punish themselves by saying, like, then I'm not allowed to see this person anymore. Or I'm not allowed to be around my son until my selfish love is destroyed. Like, they oh, would okay. give it to themselves, which is so fucking culty, right? Yeah. But because of all of this, like, sex and all of this reproductive sex and, like, and, and pleasurable intercourse or whatever – he began something that he called stirpiculture. And stirpiculture comes from the Latin for like the stem or the root or whatever. Basically, he was trying to breed the perfect generation of human beings. Of course. They all try it. Right. Of course. Right. White men on their bullshit. Oh, yeah. Oh, for sure. And this was, again, 100 years before Hitler and eugenics. The word eugenics had not been invented for another 20 years. This is the very first time in recorded history that anyone ever had this idea so you're saying he was really ahead of his time (laughs) (laughs) he really was like fuck that's amazing it's terrible but it's amazing and so the parameters for being the best person are to be intelligent because he really valued intelligence and he valued women going to school because he thought that women having children really inhibited them from being able to live their fullest life so he wanted to give them the opportunity to live their best life and go to school and get educated and do all of that sort of shit which is like he's not wrong with some good ideas right how they get you i'm telling you that is how they would get me for sure Lots of sex all the time, and you can go to school. Go to school. Like you don't have to have any babies. You don't have to do any of that shit. You just have to like take care of them once a week for like. Again, I'm still sitting here listening to the timeshare pitch. Like I have not gotten up and walked away. I would do it, but as uh, so far as as part of this stirper culture. Okay, so this lasted. This experiment lasted. Oh, the second thing, intelligence. The second part of it was your spirituality. 
And no one was more spiritual than mm-hmm. John Humphrey oh, Norris. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So during this decade, they had 58 children. 13 were unplanned in a decade. 13 were unplanned. And eight of the children were John Humphrey Noises. That were unplanned? Only eight. I thought Only eight. of them. Well... Another thing was that, like, his son was also very spiritual. So some of them were his sons. His sisters were very spiritual. Just, like, all of the members of his family who had followed him into this cult that probably had sex with him. But Mm -hmm. we don't exactly know for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, Definitely their husbands, though. Uh, anyway, so um, <laughs> so there there was like that sort of like incesty thing from the beginning, which is kind of you know. Did he not swing great. both ways? Um, it doesn't go into that. Oh, okay, it really doesn't go into that. Uh, so so yeah, that was just that was just fucking crazy, but it kind of got bad because of course to be able to practice male continence, you have to practice, um, and you sort of have to like train yourself. So the boys who were growing up and getting to the age where they wanted to have sex, that wasn't discouraged, but they had to train with the women who were postmenopausal so that they wouldn't have any unwanted children. And of course, because the older men were the ones who were best trained, they got to have sex with the most fertile women. Because they were trained to not have a baby with them. And that started to be as young as the age of 12. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. That's kind of a bad. Yeah. That's where it goes. There, now. Where it always goes. where it goes. Now I'm looking at my watch going, you know, I think I maybe need to go yeah. from this timeshare <laughs> pitch. Well, it it really depends on how old you are. So if you were one of the OG members, like, you'd be balling 19-year-old dudes all day. Like, you know I'm all about that age gap love. Right? Like, <laughs> you'd be the first cougar in American history. Um, <laughs> That's really the like, I'll train you real good. I'll train here. you, boy. Come over here. I'll climb you like a tree. Oh, I know, right? <laughs> um, that's how I feel about the star of Letterkenny. I'm just like, I would tear you down like a mountain like oh my god anyway not important uh so um during this time they started doing these businesses because they needed money like everyone who came and joined gave all of their money and all of their family's money and everything but they still needed more um so they actually began building um traps and like marketing them they became one of the first branded traps that were sold because again this was like 1870 1860 trapping was a big business and they also sold pelts and things like that and in 1877 was when they started making oneida silverware okay and so it's just such a random fucking thing so random they're like clutch like silverware totally they invented the lazy susan that bitch lazy. Right? I, bet, I was like, I bet a woman invented it. I'm I bet sure. she was like, I'm tired just of passing throw everything I'm just going to put it on the table, rotate the table, it'll get to you. Okay? Just shut the <laughs> right. fuck up. Shut, shut the, the fuck, fuck up, up and up. spin it. Um, Here. <laughs> rotate. Um, so with all of that, um, as kids are wont to do, the children in the cult that were already born when parents joined or who started to, you know, be born throughout, um, they rebelled. 
They didn't want to have all of this crazy sex. sex. They wanted to be monogamous. That was an old person. They wanted to have relationships that actually meant something. They wanted to, yeah. They wanted to experience selfish love, damn it. I would love to be in a household with a teenager telling their parents, like, I don't want to have all this raucous sex. I just want to be with one person. Well, I mean, the guys would like to ejaculate eventually. Like, Go I home and take care of that in your room. Damn it. I just want to come. I just want to come in one woman for the rest of my life. Why? Is that so crazy? Why? <laughs> what, where, where did we go wrong? We thought we raised him right. <laughs> we showed him the way, the path to all the vaginas. To fuck everyone and blood. never come. <laughs> Forever. Just like God wanted. Just God like told God us. Wanted. Why can't you be like your friends? Um, and eventually, he was charged with statutory rape. No. Yeah. And then he fled to Canada. Sure. Yeah. And he sent word to everyone, and this is very, like, he Mormonism left, and he Scientology. He left his group He left behind. everything behind, yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah. Well, he actually had, like, three or four groups set up across the country. The Oneida community was the one where he lived and spent the most time, and it was the largest. Damn. But there well, you know, were other followers that he had that really, like, Continued Look, the practice. 80 sex partners in Oneida, New York were not enough for this man. No, Which... it grew to 300. 300. Uh, just in Oneida. Just in Oneida, yeah. Um, so, right? I hope that admin assistant doing all the scheduling got a raise. Right? Oh, like shit. Those records got burned. Those records were completely destroyed. As Damn. soon as any, like, legal shit happened, they were like, burn all of that shit. We don't know who was fucking who. We didn't keep a record of that. Right. But every, like, the children who were there and all of the other people who have talked about it were like, no, detailed, meticulous records were kept about who everyone was fucking and when. Um, but anyway, Jeez. so uh, so he fled, and then he sent a message back saying that God told him not to do stirpiculture anymore and not to, you that know, so have sex with those kids. That was weird. Like, he didn't do that anymore. He, God just asked for a do-over. He was like, you know what? Like, my bad, y'all. <laughs> you remember how I flooded the earth that one time as a do-over? So we're not going to go that far, but like, right. quit fucking the kids. Right. Abraham, like, I'm just kidding. That. Don't kill your son. I just wanted to see if you do it. I just want to see if you do it, guys. It was a test and you passed. Good job. That's like my favorite. It's like, I just wanted to see See if if you do it. it. You know who Jesus loves? You. You You know who you should not be loving? You're the children. The children. Leave the children alone. Those kids. Yeah. Yeah. Leave leave the children alone. alone. Yeah. So that is the story of sex, lies, and silverware. So then did, did he flee? He fled to Canada and like that was the end of it? That was the end of it. Okay. He disappeared. Yeah. Old age. Yeah. Got out fine. Mm Mm-hmm. And I would like to think that he died going. fucking someone. I like to think that he, he went, went out, out doing on what top. He loved. He'd probably like that as well. Yeah, <laughs> maybe yeah. on bottom. He might have preferred to go out on I just, bottom. You know, on they his say back. find what you love and do it till it kills you. And <laughs> you know what? That man loved forking, and mm-hmm. I hope he did it till the day he died. He did, and his the fork legend continues. Oneida is still around, aren't it they? It is. It yeah. is still around. They're they still don't produce in the around. United States anymore, but they definitely sell in the United States. Well, it States. sounds like they were trying to not produce at all. That's true. They weren't producing. United States either. Not that they were trying not <laughs> right? to come in people. But still, 300. 300 wow. people. That's fascinating. Yeah. And 
Yeah. Can you imagine? I guess this that was silverware company is still around. I'm like, this was before indoor plumbing, but I'm like, all those dudes had to go jerk it somewhere. Mm-hmm. That would just wreak havoc on those pipes. And they all lived in a house together. Like, yeah, it really was plumbing, a so I guess It was like, was they didn't have indoor outside. plumbing, so it was just outside. It was a monster of a house. Like, they built a huge house. And then they all came outside of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I assume they all came outside. Uh, yeah, I was like, I don't know. They that didn't or, have indoor plumbing. They didn't, they didn't come plumbing. inside. They, go? they didn't come inside. In the corner? I don't a know. A towel? A spittoon? Boys are gross. A sock? Uh, I've read a lot of bad things on Reddit. I guess you knit them. <laughs> they knitted them back then. Which just they had, first they had to knit a sock, sock. Then they came in it. <laughs> <laughs> I would never come in a knitted sock. It's just like, that's... Well, those are the only socks they had back then, I assume. Kind of disgracing the craftsmanship, though, right? <laughs> Well, not if, if it's like you. My mother, my mother spent five years making this sock, and I'm just going to Well, I mean, you five years to make a sock. It would take me five years to make a sock. Have you ever tried to make a sock? It's no, hard. but I have electricity, you and I can also like, buy my sock. You have to, like, do a curve. I think it's if I difficult. made them all day for the whole cult, if I was that, I was could probably crank them the out. Sock knitter. Well, it wouldn't be because you'd switch. I bet they you made designated yeah, jerk socks. So, socks. is the same person doing the schedules all the time? They like swapped See, them out. They did say in the Wikipedia article that some specialized work was done by individuals, but like for the most part, everything was just done on rotation. Like sock knitting. Like sock knitting, taking care of the children, doing the cleaning, doing the farming. Wiping up all the cum. Am I, right. So here's my question. I'm asking the real cum questions. Guzzler, just- I was going to say, so could they come if it didn't go inside your vagina, but like. If like you I'm swallowed saying, it, I couldn't find. I couldn't that find was, any evidence about it. I know it that you weren't action. supposed to come near the woman. Oh, so then they're not gonna let you. No, like you can't like pearl necklace. Oh my god, should I wear a pearl necklace tonight? <laughs> you want someone that. to come on your it. chest tonight? I mean, She's gonna come to the. Party what are your with- plans, Sarah? Whoa! Let me drink some water. I gotta get hydrated. <laughs> Get wet. Get wet. wet. Literally. Literally. It's true. Like, both of us Um, at the same time, though. It's weird. All righty. Well, thanks, Christina, for that that sexy tale. What an interesting (laughs) fork and story you had there. Glad I'm not a man and I'm allowed to orgasm. Thanks. (laughs) Thanks for putting up with the dad jokes and the, you know, weird Christian information. Yeah, no, that was fascinating. Isn't that the creepiest part, though? People still believe that shit. Yeah. I mean, Christians are weird. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. On that note. Uh, Thanks, guys. (laughs) uh, You can check me out at, oh, did it stop? No. No, It's still going. It's still going. It's still going, yep. You can find me at Terror Behind the Walls through November 9th. I am at Songbird on Wednesdays. On the 19th of October, I am at Wig in a Box, a tribute to concert Hedwig. On the 25th and the 26th, I'm in the Rocky Horror Drag Queen show, which you can find tickets for at dragtickets.com. But of course, we want you to support this podcast. And the best way to do that is through our Patreon, where we have one, five, and $15 level subscriptions, which are all super awesome and get you fantastic, fantastic gifts for, for you as a donor. And of course, if you don't have the money to do that, we can still always take your help by giving us reviews on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud, anywhere where you listen to podcasts. And of course, you can follow us on Instagram or email us, Deadtime Stories, all with a word with a Z. It's Deadtime Stories on Instagram and then Deadtime Stories at gmail.com. And yeah. 
those are all of our that's, spots. Yeah, that's everything coming up. I'm over here fighting post-show depression. So send me an email, you guys. She would love to read your emails. I'd love to read your emails. And then Christina, of course, is on Instagram at Kstina. That's K-S-T-I-N-A-5. And that's her Instagram handle if you want to check her out. She does really, really Bujo. awesome Bujo stuff. And then, of course, she'll post the notes that she had for this week's show in her beautiful bullet journal. Yay. Go check it out. Yeah. Go check it out, guys. Thank Thanks, you guys. so much for listening. I'm Stephanie. I'm Sarah. And I'm Christina. And, and this, this has been Dead Time Stories. Thanks for listening. Guest Dead Time Stories is hosted by Sarah Heddens and Stephanie C. Ferguson. Music and editing by Eric Gershnow. Artwork by Rennie Slackman. 